Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Are you, uh, okay, I, uh, Rick will, he will chastise me because when I say, no, I am me. so excited about the NBA draft tonight. Are you yeah, excited Rick's about Rick's excited the- about the NBA draft tonight. <laughs> you think so? You gotta be. Four Razorbacks with potential to be drafted. Well, sure, I look forward to seeing where they go, but I can't say I'm, you know, jumping up and down in my seat here. This is more than just turning it on in the background for you, Rick. It is. You've got to pay attention. <laughs> Whatever you say, Trey. <laughs> okay, maybe not. I thought surely, surely. If I mean, it's not like it's a, a seven-round draft that you got to pay attention right. to. This it's is just two, two rounds. Yeah, I'll, I will most likely pay attention. <laughs> I'm not like Randy, though. Randy's talking about how he's got one TV on the draft, one TV on LSU and uh, Wake Forest. And one TV on um, what else? Oh, the Yankees. Yankees. Tonight. I, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah, I'll have no TV on the Yankees or on uh, oh. on uh, Wake Forest and LSU. Wah, wah, wah. You're not going to watch the baseball game? Um, I'm, it's, unless it's Razorbacks, I'm just kind of like Rick is with the draft. Just, you know, kind of put it on the background. Maybe. You're, you're, yeah, you're not no. chanting in the background, SEC, SEC, SEC. And the games have been pretty, really have been good. They have been very good games, yes. Even with Arkansas not there, the games have been very competitive. Now, I have not sat down and watched an entire, any of them, maybe a couple innings here and there, but the games have been good. I'll just have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The score have you heard here. of Paul Skeens? Have you heard of him? Yes. Okay. No, he's a good pitcher. Yeah. He's a, he's a really good pitcher. Uh, okay, Trey. Um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to look through all of my football-related topics that I've got here in front of me that uh, are Arkansas-related. So, mm-hmm. I will just open up the floor for you to take it and run with it. How about that? Wow. Yeah, we got seventy-two days before the season starts. Are you just going to let me <laughs> pick something to talk about? <laughs> That's not how we usually operate. Um, Randy, I need something. Can we? T- is there a caller or something who can get us going? Uh, no, I don't see a caller right now. I mean, savage. What, well, what they're going to do? They're going to they're going to send me all kinds of stuff on the uh, on the live in feedback or either on the uh, bus text line that I didn't give you enough minutes to talk. Um, mm-hmm. I've even got them now timing exactly how many minutes you are on the air. So I got to get the max out of you. So that's why I, I just want you to start talking. Just start talking. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm in the process of filling out, uh, my predictions for 24 seven sports for sec order of finish and stuff. I guess I could probably use some help on that and players of the year and stuff and coach of the year. I'm going with Josh Heupel. I'm going with Joe Milton for Tennessee. And I think I'm going to have Tennessee winning the uh, Eastern Division. That, really? that game against Georgia on – it's the end of November. Um, 
second to last week of the season. I mean, that that it's in Knoxville. I just I think that um, you know when you talk about quarterbacks and stuff, Alabama's retooling and um, Georgia. Uh, I, I think people are going to find out just how valuable Stetson Bennett was to them. Not that the other guys aren't going to be, you know, good, but I think they realize what a special player Bennett was. Um, you know, and Milton's got a lot of experience. He wasn't the starter out of the gate last season, uh, but eventually, the last, what, three games or so, he started and had pretty good results. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm doing that kind of stuff right now, getting <laughs> rosters ready and cropping photos, updating stuff, and getting stuff prepared for the season. So um, it's just that time of year right now. 73 days, 72 days. All right, Matthew's got a question for you. All right. I was stalling for somebody to, to, to call in. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> you have a question hey, or comment Trey. for Trey? Trey, talk to me a minute about the transfer uh, hunter for the Hogs that came in. Tell me where he Tyler came Larko. from and he, what size – uh, what was his average? Did he come? What school did he come from? What year is he in? Uh, I think that's a position that's overlooked. Not, I mean, under underreported, and uh, yeah. I think it's very important. And we have a good punter. Can you bring me up to date on who the punter is that came in besides yeah. the one from Australia? Yeah, Tyler Larko, uh, UT Martin. Um, he's a walk-on. He isn't on scholarship. Not a very big guy, but, I mean, I've seen with kickers and stuff, you know, like Grammatica, and there's plenty of guys that aren't very big. He's 5'9", 155 or so, so not a huge guy. Uh, you know, I went and watched him. He's from UT, uh, UT Martin. Uh, I went and watched a lot of his kicks and stuff from last season. It's on YouTube, and I like to time him. I'll time him out at practice, you know, when I'm watching the punters and stuff, and I was timing him. I didn't. I didn't get many, you know, over like four second range um, at all. Uh, so I feel like maybe he's a guy that could be more consistent than Max Fletcher was last year. But I'm hopeful. I think everybody else is that Max Fletcher becomes more consistent because there's no question that he's got a bigger leg. He can. He can. When he gets a hold of it, he can really, really boom it. The problem is he also likes to kick him twenty something yards. You know, he doesn't yeah. like to, but he does. Uh, so that's yeah. that's been a big problem with him. I think where we could see Larco, if Fletcher, you know, gets to his ability, he just got to get more consistent. He has the talent. Um, I think we could see Larco actually kicking off for him. He had several uh, kicks that, you know, look solid enough for me to say, okay, this guy could kick off for him, especially in this day in, in college football when I don't think anybody should be returning kicks. I just don't think it makes much sense unless you have somebody who is just is generation, you know. Is the punting, punting position already settled or is there still competition? Well, there from the guys that were there this spring, uh, if, you know, not in ca- counting Larco because he wasn't there, um, in the spring it was unquestionably settled, Max Fletcher. The other guys weren't nearly as good, not even close. So this would, guy would be the only one I would you know, potentially come in and, and challenge. But, again, I watched several of his punts, and, you know, he can kick it. He's got a big leg. It's just not booming. It's not, uh, you know, it's just not an exceptional 
punting line. Now he can kick it to the back of the end zone on kickoffs, though. Yeah, the punting position was the. uh, You look. You you make a great point because you look at every game that Arkansas lost last year, and there were punting issues in every single game. Every single one. Yeah, there was. I went back and and charted it. Yeah. Really hit or miss. Uh, Last year, scary in some cases where you didn't know whether you get a 20-yard kick or a 50-yard kick. Mm-hmm. It was, it, uh, and I was curious to know about the guy, uh, whether he was going to compete with the gentleman. Fletcher, is that his name? Yeah, Max uh, yes, Fletcher. Max. Now, now, let's talk about Max a little bit. Very highly regarded as a prospect because he does have such a big Thank you, Matthew. Brother, obviously, was established at Cincinnati. Um, but, you know, he's a freshman. He's coming in from an entirely different country. So there's a lot to adjust there. So, I don't know, maybe maybe we can give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt that it, he needed a, a bit of an adjustment period, wasn't quite ready to be thrown into the fire. Probably should have stuck with uh, with Reed Bauer last season, who I, I believe Reed broke the record for longest punt in Arkansas. But he, too, was pretty inconsistent. That's probably his most inconsistent year. But, yeah, there's nothing like, you know, you get to midfield and, you know, you have to punt and, you know, it's 20 yards. You have an opportunity mm-hmm. to pin the team deep and, you know, you just shank it or pull it. And uh, that's that's unfortunately what happened way too much last season. You have to – I mean, it makes a huge difference. When, when I was going back and looking at some of the field position issues that punting caused him last year on some of those short punts – um, you know, they almost always resulted in, you know, something really positive uh, for the other team, usually a score. Let's talk with Todd. Todd, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Hey, good Thursday afternoon, guys. Hey, well, Trey, what I, what I want to know is if you are as excited as I am about a healthy Landon Jackson. I've heard you talking about him. I know you are, but I – I watched. I got to. I got to watch this kid grow up. I actually got to coach him in uh, in youth football, uh, and, right? and was around him. I mean, from the time he was in the second grade, and of course, spent the whole half of the first year trying to keep him on side. But his, uh, <laughs> you know, what a lot of people don't realize is, that, you know, this last injury. I mean, that's, he's gone through multiple surgeries. This is the first time he's just truly healthy since about his, you know, sophomore junior year of high school. Yeah, I'm knocking on wood every time you bring up his health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They need a they need a guy like that to stay healthy. I think he could be one of the more overlooked players uh, in the SEC potentially. And we'll see what yeah. what happens. But coaches are extremely high on what he's done. Now, the other side of that is, you know, are, is he looks so good because Arkansas has kind of struggled finding, uh, you know, the tackles, you know, especially right. on the right side. Right. Uh, although I think they found yeah. that with Patrick Kudis, the other guys just not quite yet, ready yet. But six seven, two sixty nine is what he's listed at. He was listed at like two seventy five last year, and I remember going, "Man, he looks great for two seventy five." But he was probably more like two fifty or so, you know, two forty five. He was right. he had lost quite a bit of weight uh, during the you know recovery. He didn't go through spring at all last year, but he's got all the physical tools that you could ask for. I mean, this is. You know, this is the body type you're looking for in a defensive end. You know, long torso, long arms, um, six seven. You know, just that's what they're supposed to look like. 
Well, I'll just be honest with you. I, mean, I've, I pray for that kid a lot, you know, just to have the opportunity to play healthy, you know, and here you are, you just pray yeah. he stays healthy. But, yeah, well, I appreciate it. I look forward to watching him on the field. Thank yeah. you, Todd. What the coaches have said is he was about 75% last year. He started seven games for him last season, uh, but that's what they say. He's about 75%. Man, all I got to do is I, I need to do this every day. Uh, from our Asher record. <laughs> no, all these questions for Trey oh, all of a sudden. Okay, great. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company, Life In Feedback. Mitch says, how is KJ looking? Let's talk KJ, go Hogs. Well, I haven't seen KJ since the spring, but I felt like he was throwing the ball well. I, I'm just hopeful that Danny knows makes his biggest impact, and I, I'm sure he'll be a, a fine play caller. I'm sure he will. Uh, but I think where he can make the biggest impact is the technical side of things with KJ and continuing to improve him as a passer in that regard. And so – I mean, Brandon Allen, we talk about that a lot, that 2015 year where he, you know, set the record for efficiency. K.J.'s got a chance to do that. He's got a chance to break the school's all-time uh, passing record for a career. I don't know if he has – I don't know if he's in shot of touchdowns. He's not in shot of rushing yards, but he, he I guess he could probably finish second. You know, that's, that's realistic for him. So – KJ could have a big season. He's just got he's got some new pieces. You know, if you look at what's interesting about you look at the whole team, what is there, seven returning starters on this team? Hudson Clark, um, Dwight McLaughlin. Um McAdoo was healthy, that'd be one, but he's not probably even yeah. gonna play this year. Yeah, but he technically he doesn't count. I, I think what they would do to count somebody as a returning starter is you need to start like the last Six of the last seven games. I ah, think that's kind gotcha. of the okay. the rule. Maybe it's an unwritten, but um, you got KJ Rocket, Bo Lemmer, um, Brady Latham. I'm missing somebody. Maybe Eric Gregory. Maybe they're counting him uh, as a. Well, he was kind of. Well, he just missed the last couple games. I don't know. Maybe they're counting him. But regardless, um, Arkansas is tied for last in the SEC in returning starters. However. They have brought in over 12 players who started for their previous institution. So, um, a lot of returning starters, I guess, in that sense. But Campbell, um, maybe? He's got a lot of new pieces. No, Campbell didn't start but one game last year. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm overlooking somebody. But um, it's nobody else on offense. It's just those four on offense. And then I'm not I'm, – I'm just not – thinking who the other defensive player is. But uh, anyway, KJ's got a lot of new pieces around him. And how well the offensive line holds up is going to be a big part of it. Are they going to improve over last year? There's just a lot of new, you know, so that that always makes you a little uneasy and be encouraged with the wide receivers and tight ends. Um, But it's just a lot of new. So Hmm. if the pieces around him do good, then, you know, nobody nobody's going to look good at quarterback without good protection. And I've mentioned, I don't know why this always pops up, but uh, uh, the quarterback for Ohio State, uh, Fields, uh, a few years ago, and they were just doing this breakdown on him, I remember, and I always think about this. And they're talking about how mature he is in the pocket and the patience he shows, and he goes to his first option, his second, his third, his fourth, his fifth progression. 
Well, he has all day to throw. He's got. Yeah. I'm sitting there counting them like one. Well, then he ought to be two. dropped. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I'm get. I'm up to seven seconds counting, and wow. this guy's so poised in the pocket because nobody's even close to him. Yeah. So you got some protection. Uh, you're going to look like a much better quarterback, and nobody, unless you're Lamar Jackson speed, you know, nobody's going to look good without protection. Wow. All right, this also from our Asher Record Service Company live feedback. Gridiron Chick says, Trey, two questions. One, is this make-or-break year for Jimbo Fisher at College Station, and what kind of impact that question. do you see Bobby Petrino making as the new OC? I've said before it's possible that they that Jimbo hires replacement. Um, you know, even, even during the season, I mean, look at – it's funny that you say that because I got Texas A&M schedule. I'm, you know, filling this out and doing some research on, on picks and, you know, asking for my bold predictions and stuff. And I'm thinking, well, man, it could be Jimbo getting fired. I don't know if that's bold, but he's got a stretch of Arkansas and Arlington, Alabama, at Tennessee, South Carolina, and Ole Miss. I mean, to me, there's <laughs> without question – the possibility that that stretch gets him fired mid-season. Wow. They're going to owe him a lot of money. They're down to owe any they're majors not, after this. Texas A&M throws money at everything, and they'll uh, throw it away, too, on their $70 coach. $70 million? Wow. Wow. Hmm. Uh, how much pressure is on Sarkeesian at Texas to have a great season in his third year? Yeah, I don't know if the pressure's as high on him, but it's definitely on Jimbo. But I wouldn't say, like, I mean, anything short of just a complete disaster for Sarkeesian. I mean, he's going to be the, the head coach when Texas comes into the league, the SEC. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Media of Hogsports.com being brought to oh, you yeah. by Asher Record Service Company.